This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Kabler. That's me. And we are recording at the A to B Studios at the Innovation Center in downtown Richmond, Indiana. Make sure you visit aftertwobeers.com. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show. Check out our social media pages. Gibbler, I'm going to try to do as much of the talking as possible for you tonight. Please, thank you. I yes. sound like I'm a pubescent boy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank well, you, Midwest. Watch out for the priests. Oh, <laughs> good one. Uh, uh, actually, it's, it's going around. I just started antibiotics today. It's why we missed a show last week. Yes. So if, if some of our loyal listeners are a little upset with us, you have to bear with us because... This is the best I've sounded in two weeks. This is the best I've sounded in like three days, so. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. There well. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we are excited to bring you an After Two Beers show. This might be a small one this week, uh, but That's it's not. she said. Well, it's not the size of the show. It's the quality of it's what you. It's the quality of the show. Of, of what you do with it. So we're going to jump right into it, and we're going to jump into the A to B history wagon this week. Yes. And the A to B history wagon is sponsored by the Cordial Cork. The Cordial Cork is located on 911 North E Street here in Richmond. They've launched a new menu. They've got a kick-ass BLT that's made with candied bacon. They've got. I'm a fan of the whiskey bourbon flight that they now have. Oh, that sounds that sounds what you need for your voice. That's what I need. Put that, a little honey in that, and I'm good. Actually, that or you remember those little brushes you would use to clean a bottle, like a baby bottle. <laughs> yes. If we could stick Just that, stick that right down there in the vocal cords. Stick it down fantastic. into your lung. Yeah, I've been coughing up this nasty green stuff. <laughs> right, it comes up like I don't even remember eating. I feel sil- like it's Ghostbusters all over. Yes, yeah, Slimer. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't even remember eating silly putty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week. We're jumping in the old A to B history wagon here, and today's story is a good one. It, it, it's about a man that they always say that behind every man, every great man, there's a great woman, okay, and then. and this week is no different, and we're going to talk about the woman, though. The man is who's known, but if it wasn't for his wife, then we would never know who he is, and that young lady's name is Tabitha. 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 Okay. We're going we're gonna to talk about Tabitha. So we're going to set the flux capacitor to the early 1970s. And what we see is we see a young couple that's starting their life together. And it looks like something you would see on CMT. Aw, <laughs> I love yeah, it. I, yeah, you know what? CMT used to do a show that was called My Big Fat Redneck Wedding. <laughs> I remember watching that. Yeah. And, I totally watched that a lot. And I remember thinking, these people are truly in love. Because the things they did on that show... Like, if you weren't in love with that person, you would not be with that person. That's very true. Right. But you know what? I always said that if you love a person enough, you don't care. And that's what we're going to find out in this story here with Tabitha. So they came from lower class families, Tabitha and her husband, and they were poor. and So poor that when they got married, her husband had to borrow the suit and tie that he actually wore to the ceremony. Well, don't most people... It's called rental. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point. Like, I don't know how many people actually wear what they, I mean, I think that's probably why it's gotten a little bit uh, more popular where people are wearing jeans and just a suit. 
Yeah. Well, maybe that's what he was wearing. Maybe he had Search to borrow it. the tuxedo T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. To, to make it official. They've got two young children, and they're living in a double-wide trailer. I'm telling you, this is CMT waiting to happen. Now, they're both writers, but only Tabitha could afford a typewriter, uh, so they had to share it. Okay. And to make ends meet, Tabitha's husband, he, he worked in a high school as an English teacher. He also worked at a um, laundromat. And Tabitha, she stayed at home and raised the kids, and he's trying to make it. Go Sorry, ahead. I'm just picturing him working at the laundromat, and that's how he borrowed the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is it's going to be a couple days on this one, right. sir. <laughs> Got stuck in the filter. Um, good thing there's no Facebook. They wouldn't see right. his pictures, and hey, that's my suit. <laughs> Cheap bastard. <laughs> they probably worked there just so he could wash their clothes for free. Well, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, there you go. So they were both writers, as I said, and Tabitha's husband had finished three books, but he was never able to get them published. But to make ends meet, he had to use his writing skills. And one of the writing skills was he would put together stories and send them to porn magazines. And people loved them. Well, yeah. I mean, people only look, get the Playboys for the articles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tabitha's <laughs> husband was the same way. And growing up in a trailer park, you know there were some good stories in the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty Lou. Yes. So apparently Tabitha's husband had a knack for writing. But unfortunately, some people said that it was a little too macho, that he needed to write women better. So he took this upon himself as a challenge. He had to write women better. So he started writing a story about a girl in high school, and he, he's like, this sucks. He threw it away. He's like, this isn't going to make it. I don't know how to write women. And again, Tabitha comes to, the, to, to his rescue and says, I will help you write the high school girls. That sounded weird. Sounds very weird, especially <laughs> yeah. since you were just saying that he was writing for porn mags. So. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, there wasn't yeah, high school, the high school gr- girls. I hope... the, the, it was for a novel for but, the high school girls. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Good. Yeah, otherwise Chris Hansen would be coming and visiting. I didn't know if this was going to be like an early 70s Me Too moment. No, no, no. Okay. We're good there. So, But being as rock like, like she was, Tabitha pulled the pages out of the trash can, dusted off the cigarette ashes, because there had to be cigarette ashes, and there was probably some pork grease. And, you know, and all kinds of stuff sitting in there. And she told her husband, the first three pages you've written are really good. I want you to finish the book. And so that's what he did. So he finished the book, and he was fighting the same issues that he had fought before, constantly getting rejected. He'd sent it to multiple publishers, and the publishers are like, this is no good. We don't want to do it. So he's still working his job. But when I said they're poor, they don't even have a phone. So one day he's at work. And he gets a phone call, and it's from his wife, Tabitha. And Tabitha says, I've got some phenomenal news. We received a telegram today from a publisher called Doubleday, and they're wanting to give you $2,500 advance for your book. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to figure 2500 I mean, could At that time, absolutely. Yeah, they probably got two new trailers <laughs> for $2,500 back in the early 70s. But uh, it did okay. In, in what you, I guess you would measure the success of a book. It was a hard copy, and they sold 13,000 copies. And it was okay. They just did okay. okay. Just yeah. okay. But as luck would have it, and it just happened to be on Mother's Day in 1973, again, tying in the Tabitha angle, they get a phone call, and this time it's from Signet Publishing, 
and they had picked up the paperback rights for this book. And they were sending the author two hundred thousand dollars because yes, they had they had bought the rights for four hundred thousand. Wow. Yes. And once it was in paperback, it sold over a million copies. But the way the listeners of this podcast, the viewers of this of this video, the way you probably know of it today was in nineteen seventy six it even sold more copies when the film adaptation of Stephen King's Carrie was oh, wow. released in the theaters. Yes. So Tabitha's husband is Stephen King. This is Tabitha King. So Stephen King was writing porno <laughs> stories. <laughs> writing porno, and then all of a sudden she's got blood, buckets of blood on yeah, her head. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was kind That's of scary, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm cool. making sure I got the yeah. right movies. <laughs> now, one of the coolest things was when King was awarded the Medal of Distinguished Contribution to American Letters in 2003, he spoke about Tabitha's belief in his work and how he owes his entire career to the woman who rescued the three pages that changed his life from the wastebasket. That's so fantastic. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. That is cool. You know, And it goes to prove that you can't do all this on your own, you know, just like us. Well, and who's to say he may have given up had she not been there just backing him up, supporting him, and just wanting him to follow his dream? He clearly needed her. He didn't even have a typewriter. Right. <laughs> it's probably why he married her. Right? Yeah. I bet they bought them a real nice word processor after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> All right. Now, again, we're going to fly through this show because I can talk bet much better than I – and you're struggling. I'm struggling a little bit. You're struggling, but you're doing a great job, and I'm proud of you. So we're going to keep plowing through this. All right. And so now it's time for the news. We've got some stories that we thought it'd be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not I'm good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house, sir, to get my phone so I could play a video game on it, told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up a bees, I thought he was just high. The news time is brought to us by Screddy Pyrotechnics here in Richmond. I, you know, we talk about these guys all the time on the show, but I'll, and I'll continue to say that when you think of hiring someone to do fireworks, you think of these massive shows, but these guys can produce a show that you can do in your backyard, and if you want to celebrate weddings, the birth of a baby... Gender reveals. We've talked about that on the <laughs> show. About boom booms for yes, reveals. that would be a time to use Screddy Pyrotechnics. Their phone number is 765-238-7075. And you can also find their information on Facebook. It's probably the easiest way to get to get a hold of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they'll travel anywhere here in East Central Indiana, Western Ohio. So uh, if you're in this area, by all means, feel free to reach out to these guys. So here's our first story. What do we got? All right. A Texas man had adopted a dog. Okay. And when he adopted the dog, I know you've heard this one, he found a tattoo on his dog, and he's <laughs> like, I, I love my dog so much. I want to bond with my dog. I'm going to get the exact same tattoo. Get that tattoo. Yes. Well, what the gentleman from Texas, his name's Chris, didn't know is that the, do- that the dog's tattoo was actually put on the dog by a vet, and it meant that the dog was neutered. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, he had gotten a tattoo 
that basically meant he was neutered. You know what? That might be a good thing on the dating app or a bad thing on the dating app. Yeah. It, 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 normally, when a guy wants to tell the world that he's neutered, he just wears his wedding ring. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this guy, he decided that he had to get a tattoo. Now, the funniest part about it was... So where did he have the tattoo put on his body? It was on his arm. Oh, my God. Like It's like you're in a meeting. Like, oh, hello, Mr. Neutered. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going to bed with him and finding out once he takes off his drawers? And you're like, what's that? It was like down in the nether region. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, seriously, it's kind of like some of the, uh, like, you know, back in the 90s, the Chinese letters were the real symbols. popular. The symbols were real popular. And then it comes to find out that they don't mean half of the things that they thought that that meant. You know, you thought you had, like, peace. Right. And, <laughs> and it, it was really meant, said, like, general water. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it said, eat here with an arrow down to your <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh golly. Oh. <laughs> now, the guy said that he was aware of the symbols meeting, which I call bullshit on, before getting the tattoo because he also said he's now considering getting a tattoo of a bear's paw print to cover up the symbol. So if he already knew what it was. <laughs> then why would he get a cover? Exactly. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Right. Bullshit. All right, here's our second story. And this comes straight out of something that Gibbler and I would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, that leaves it wide open. Yes. A dinosaur was left in the middle of a high street, courtesy of some <laughs> drunken pranksters, it is believed. A tw- I don't even know what a high street means, but a 25-foot model of a triceratops had to be removed from high street <laughs> in God's Hill on the Isle of Wight. Did you say Godzilla? God's like Hill. Godzilla? Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, no. Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, that was kind of racist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, on the Isle of Wight, after it was dragged from the Jurassic Garden, the owner, Martin Simpson, said he was shocked to see the model appearing on social media over the weekend. The dinosaur is a part of his shop's garden where he sells prehistoric gems and fossils. I bet he gets at least eight customers a year. Right. <laughs> Lots of gems and fossils being purchased. Right. He said it takes five blokes to move the dinosaur <laughs> a couple of inches. So it was definitely a concerted effort, and drink was probably involved. So, now, like, I would put it, like, in the middle of the roundabout so that we could keep going in circles and be like, look, kids, Big Ben. Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> big Ben, <Parliament>. Triceratops. <laughs> yeah, a uh, photo of the obstruction was taken by Chris Hollingshead, who spotted it when he was driving home from work on Saturday morning and later posted a photograph on social media. <coughs> oh, I love science Can you imagine, like, you're just riding in the back of an Uber, drunk, going home, and all of a sudden you're like, dude, there's a freaking <laughs> dinosaur in the middle of the street. I, I'm actually, like, I would love to see people that are high on, like, some meth, <laughs> and they think the thing's real. <laughs> 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 it's a real life Jurassic Park. Uh, it could be like fit, the Family Guy meets the Flintstones, <laughs> and so like this thing sitting out there. Uh, staff from the Islands Road, which operates road maintenance on the island, returned the dinosaur to the Jurassic Garden. A spokesperson said three of our staff attended the scene and placed it back into the garden from where it had been removed. The road was reopened within a short period of our arrival on the site. And see, I feel like. A couple years back, I had heard of a story of, like, in the the U.S., because obviously that's, you know, they're calling them blokes. But in the U.S., where somebody moved to Frisch's Big Boy. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. That sounds a little more up our alley. I would like that, yeah. The fridge is big boy. He's classic. He's classic. He should be in my backyard just hanging out. We can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We just need to get us some blokes that have been drinking. We need, some, we need five blokes to move that. <laughs> you like ranch dressing. I love ranch. Do you? You know yeah. what they say about a woman that will eat ranch dressing <laughs> in her salad? That she likes ranch dressing? That's exactly right. That she clearly likes salad. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know now that you can buy a five-liter keg of Hidden Valley ranch dressing? It might last a year. A year? Well, that's a good thing because that's exactly how long it's supposed to last. <laughs> Apparently, the inside of the container is a uh, FDA certification that guarantees that fresh ranch taste for a whole year. That's like a whole keg of whoop-ass right there. A yeah. keg of ranch. See, now we throw darts. Yes. And I feel like this would be like our Gatorade. Like people there, <laughs> you know. Oh, my god. Or, or, you know, like if you played like you were a curler. And if you win the championships, you pour it over your coach's pour the, head. Pour the ranch over your head. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It only costs $50. It's not the Hidden Valley. This must be the Aldi brand. No, Hidden Valley. Hidden Valley, you can get a keg of ranch. You buy it bucks. in bulk. You know, I'm just picturing like, uh, you know, like the green giant So up do you there. get this at like Sam's Club or Costco or what? I don't How know. How does one purchase a keg of ranch of dressing. Ranch. Well, probably in the Midwest, you could buy it out of Coke machine. Right. <laughs> it just, it just takes like out. five opes to get it out. <laughs> Ulp? All right. One more story, and we're going to call it a week. We're doing this one just for you guys to get this show out because <clears throat> I'm going to lose it here in a minute. I have the tickle <laughs> in the back of my throat. Me too. Shout right. out to Coddington. We did this just for you. It, this is true. Yes. We we appreciate all of our Patreon sponsors, and and so we're putting this out for you guys, and and so we hope you appreciate it. So this is our last story. It comes from Texas, and it's it's about a Christmas Day present. And when I was a kid, I would you know we get Ataris or Nintendos, and we'd all be excited. Uh-huh. Well, this little boy, his name's Caden, and he got a present, and he was excited. He got a magnifying glass. Sweet. That's what he got. And he was pumped up about it. And we used to do some stuff with ants. Well, I'm, we're going to get to that. So, uh, sorry, Peter. Yeah. Nisa Lynn P- Parson shared on Facebook how her family Christmas Day was memorable to say the least. Her 12 year old son had used the magnifying glass that he had got for a present to light things on fire. <gasps> So I was kind of going down that road. Yes. Okay. She said, Caden asked for a magnifying glass for Christmas. We thought, oh, he wants to magnify something. Nah, he wanted to see if he could make fire with it, and he did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Caden's father, Justin Parson, told Fox 4 that on Christmas morning when his son opened the magnifying glass, he reacted with, yay, magnifying glass. And his other son in the background (laughs) said, yay, magnifying glass. (laughs) I wasn't there. I'm assuming that's how it went. It does say, yay, magnifying yay. glass. The other son in the background said, yay, now we can light stuff on fire. And then the dad was like, oh, dear. And that's exactly what happened. On a sunny Christmas day, the 12-year-old and his two brothers went out to the driveway and burned a couple holes in some newspaper. Okay. But after one of them dropped the now-burning paper, the blaze ended up spreading to the front yard of their house. And burned half of their front yard up. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So 
they're out there in their Christmas pajamas <laughs> with a my I'm picturing like the little bunny jammies off of Christmas story and and this, this, You'll burn your eye out. Oh, it, right. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, this you remember the movie The Problem Child? Yes. This, this I forgot all about that. Yes. This does like this is absolutely the kid. This is some Dennis the Menace shit right here. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know what you call him, like you know Milo the Pyro <laughs> instead of Dennis the Menace, but he uh, he wrapped. He Milo literally said, he, "You know what? The dad probably encouraged it so he doesn't have to mow the yard anymore." Right. He was like, can you can you burn down the backyard too? I mean, too? how old was the kid? He probably should have been out there mowing himself. He was twelve. Maybe that's what he was doing. He's he was getting out of work. Right. Allegedly. But I just want to allegedly. Allegedly. So now I want to know where the hell are you that you have grass so dry that it can burn up? In Texas. 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 It's a drought. Well, hell, Australia. Well, that's true. The whole continent's on fire. So you have know. you seen like this week's? I haven't looked at this week's. The only thing that I know for sure is that I want a koala bear. Oh, God. I want a kangaroo. I want a little roo. A little roo? I want a little roo. I want a little koala bear. You know, I, mean, they, I always like the koala bears. You know what the little roos are so cute, too. Well, you know the koala bears, they eat the eucalyptus? Mm-hmm. And it gets them high? What? Yes. And so they basically just sit in a tree high all day. <laughs> right? That's why they're so chill. They're like, I'm on fire, but you know. I think I'm gonna eat this thing of wood right. and get some sugar out of it. <laughs> they're they're up there in the tree with some earbuds in, <laughs> listening <laughs> listening to some bear Marley. <laughs> oh my god! Well, Gibbler, uh, I I appreciate you doing this. We didn't even have a guest this week. Our guest canceled because yes. of the exact same reason. Are you serious? Yes. She's got the the plague. Yeah, she's like the I'm, old Midwest plague. The Midwest plague. It's going around. Apparently, you know what? We that's just need bit, we need the keg of ranch, is, and I guarantee it would heal us. Is there any more of a white thing to say than it's going around? It's going around. It's going around. It's, you know what? Yeah. I was taking my vitamin C. <laughs> Still got it. Yeah, and we didn't even make out and shared it. <laughs> AJ's happy to hear that. <laughs> but uh, we want to make sure we thank our sponsors. We want to make sure we thank the Innovation Center one more time. We also want to make sure that we thank. The Sheridan Pub yes. that hosts our weekly, or excuse me, monthly um, music trivia. Is oh, what we're doing this now. last month was awesome. I loved did it. Did you like it? I did love it. That was very cool. Yeah. We did like a movie thing. I want to do like an old school country, I think, next. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be cool. We also want to make sure we think Scratty Pyrotechnics, and lastly, and certainly not least, the Cordial Cork. And AJ, we thank you for all that you do, man in the camera. And Gibbler, I appreciate you. Testing out your vocal cords. Yes. And for the benefit of us, not for the benefit of your boo. <laughs> I, I apologize for anybody that thinks that they're listening to a pubescent boy right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's yeah. actually Gibbler. Yeah, well, we may have just lost some listeners then. Ah. Ah, anyway. All the uh, priests out there. Uh, yeah, all the priests <laughs> and the pedos, <laughs> the chomos. <laughs> oh all right, well, we'll talk to them all next week. After two beers. Help me.